score at the end of two periods here at J. Tom Lawler Arena. It is Sacred Heart 2 and Merrimack nothing. This is our second intermission brought to you by the Merrimack Graduate Studies at Merrimack. You can earn your Mer- your sorry your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. Our score after two, Sacred Heart 2, Merrimack, nothing. Our guest here in the second intermission from the MacReport.com and also the Eagle Tribune and College Hockey News is Mike McMahon. And Mike, the first period of play, you kind of had the feeling Sacred Heart came in uh, very aggressive, dominated the period, but didn't have anything to show for it. Merrimack started to get more of the penalty calls and uh, it kind of had the feeling in many other nights as though perhaps that they'd be able to turn the momentum back their way, get, get on the board and maybe eventually sneak out with one but that didn't happen in that second period I thought if anything, uh, despite the penalty Sacred Heart might have played even better in the first uh, doing great things at both ends of the ice their best players are their leaders at both ends of the ice and they finally broke through on a couple of goals where Merrimack uh, coverage just broke down and Sacred Heart took advantage of it and got a couple of goals to take the lead of 2 to nothing. Uh, yeah, I mean, both those goals I wouldn't put on Drew Vogler at all. I think Drew Vogler has been the only bright spot, really, for Merrimack for two periods. Both those goals, rebound goals, unmarked guys in front, especially the shorthanded goal. Uh, I'm not sure how you can't pick that guy up. I mean, just sloppy play all over the place. Uh, their power players look bad. They haven't even been able to get in the zone. I mean, this is about, it's about as bad of a start, I think, for Merrimack as you could have. I don't think they've looked good anywhere in, in any zone. Uh, and, and really, the, like I said, the only bright spot has been their goaltender, who, if not for him, I think this game could be 4 5 nothing right now. I mean, he made some big saves uh, in the first period, a couple in the second period, moving post to post, having to get his blocker on shots. Uh, this has been all sacred heart, and it really hasn't even been close through through 40 minutes. All right, well, there's a number of areas, like you said. I don't I, I don't think there's uh, lack of uh, concern in any area of the game right now, but let's talk in particular about the power play. This feels like one of those games where, you know, you can get outplayed by another team that's scrappier and comes in and works harder than you do, but uh, you're able to take advantage on the power play and still find a way to win a game. That's not happening tonight, and again, it's largely because you're looking at four and a half minutes plus of uh, five-on-three time and very little to show for it. Not only nothing in the way of goals, but very little in the way of shots. It looks to me, I mean, there's no creativity out there. It's very obvious what they're going to do. They can't get the puck to the net, and when they do get it there, they can't get guys in position for a rebound. What, I mean, is this just typical uh, early season special teams? We remember early last year that we talked about you know, the power play did not look good and he said well it's still early in the year they have time to figure it out and they never really yeah. did the, the question I think has to be at this point here is it going to be more of the same or can they still figure it out well, I, that's a concern right because they, there's that history last year of they really weren't able to figure it out and only had one power play goal I think in December it was up until that UConn game where they had a couple uh, so that, that's got to be the concern it's last year they didn't figure it out uh, it was better towards the end of the year but I mean you went you went three months almost with nothing happened on the power play. And, and given the the points of emphasis we've seen, I mean, look at how many penalties we've seen called tonight. A lot of them on both sides that I thought really you, you really shouldn't have been called. Uh, we've seen it all over the league. There's going to be a lot of penalties called. There's going to be a lot of power plays. You're going to spend a lot of time on the power play. You can't score on the power play, you're going to be in trouble. And they've got to get something going there. Because like I said, it just even the five on threes, they, they've had trouble moving the puck. Really nothing getting on net. You've got eight shots on goal through 40 minutes and almost four full minutes of five-on-three time, 
got to find a way to get more bucks in the net. And really, I think all that could be just the, the answer. The more bucks you get in the net, something happens. I mean, we see that all the time. When buck bounces around and hits a skate, lands on a guy's stick, whatever it is, uh, they just they got to find a way to get bucks in the net because right now it's not happening. Yeah, they only blocked one shot in the first period. I don't know yet what, what the numbers will. Maybe we have them here uh, through two, two periods of play. But one, one shot blocked through 20 minutes uh, is a pretty good indication that you're probably not working hard enough. That's usually been the case for them at any rate. And now as we we just got the numbers handed to us between two, uh, we've got, well, they blocked... uh, Let's see, three in that period, so they blocked a total of four in the game out of 38 attempts. Still not quite that many, but at any rate, you got a couple of uh, situations here where, yeah, as you said, there were bad mistakes in their own end, too. It's really, it's not just a case of the power play not getting the job done or a case of them not scoring goals because in their own end, they've been sloppy at times, too. And, and as we saw a couple times, it, it, it uh, came back to bite them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at their, their cycle through some replays up on the, the video board here. Uh, of some of those those plays in the second period, that shorthanded goal. I mean, he had three guys around him, and, and you're you're on the power play. Vogler makes a nice save, sort of going to his right. I don't know how you, how you don't mark that guy. I mean, that's just it, it's been real sloppy. I mean, I think in, in a word, the game has been real sloppy on the Merrimack end. They haven't. We've said it. It's been sloppy on their own end. They've been sloppy on the offensive end. I think they they've been good at times. The, the one area where I think they've been okay at times has been in transition through the middle of the ice. They've had trouble getting into the zone, but we've seen them come out of the zone with some speed, get into the neutral zone with some speed, they've had some trouble getting the puck over the blue line and setting up in the offensive end, but uh, you know, one area outside of Vogler that I think has looked okay has been that, that initial pass out of the zone, that, that first movement up ice, where they seem to be getting caught right at the blue line, uh, and there were times on the power play where they had trouble even getting the red line, so uh, it's just it, it, there's multiple areas, like you said, where they got to sort of evaluate everything right now, because nothing really is looking all that all that great. Yeah, they're getting outplayed. Sacred Heart certainly uh, has been taking the play to them in every facet of the game, so but, you know, major credit here to C.J. Maritola, the head coach, and his club. They've come in and look very impressive. But before I let you go, I want to talk quickly. Let's look ahead to next week. Clarkson on Friday night. Uh, the Warriors are at Clarkson. And Saturday night, they're at St. Lawrence. Uh, team to pick to be, pick to be one of the top teams in the ECAC. New head coach, Mark Morris, as well. Uh, thoughts on Clarkson and St. Lawrence, who we've seen over the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, I think I think St. Lawrence is the tougher of the two games, for sure. I mean, they're, they're the team that's picked higher in the ECAC. I think they got a little more skill. Gavin Bayreuther is probably one of the best teams. Country, uh, they got a pretty good goaltender too. Kyle Hayton, I think, got like a 9.30 save percentage last year. But that's probably the tougher of the two games on paper. Uh, but Clarkson, I mean, we, we know despite the score last year, Clarkson is a hard team to play against. They remind me a lot of Lowell. They're just tough defensively. They'll swarm you. They protect their net. They're a tough team to play against. So uh, definitely a challenging weekend. And, and Merrimack's going to have some things to clean up heading into it. It seems like. Yeah, I think the effort certainly. Uh, you know, this kind of getting outplayed like this is, is things only going to look worse next weekend if that happens. So that's going to change either way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because. Those teams, again, on paper, Sacred Hearts look very good today. On paper, those two teams, Clarkson and especially St. Lawrence, much deeper, a little more skilled as well. All right, thanks a lot, Mike. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mark. All right, Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com and also from the Eagle Tribune and College Hockey News, where our score at the end of two periods is Sacred Heart 2 and Merrimack nothing. We will take a break momentarily. You're listening to live coverage of Merrimack Hockey on WMCK. This is Warrior Hockey.